Hello, Degrassi fans. Now, you might notice the podcast is a little shorter today. What's going on? Well, I have an announcement. I've decided to end the Degrassi Kid podcast. Okay, hear me out. The other day, I went back and listened to the very first episode, and I felt like I was listening to an entirely different Jocelyn. She just had no idea what was going on. She didn't know how do you upload a podcast? How far away do you sit from the microphone? Also, like, she didn't have a microphone. (laughs) Since our very first episode together, I kind of feel like I've grown up in the podcast world. I've been learning something new every week, I've made some amazing connections, and most importantly, I've gained a new sense of pride and self-confidence. So what does that mean? Why do I want to end the podcast if I love making it so much? Well, I feel ready to move on. I feel like after 10 episodes of learning and growing, my how do you make a podcast lesson feels complete. I mean, we've had 10 solid episodes where week to week, I learned how to make a podcast, how to connect with you guys, and gained a new sense of bravery and even reaching out to guests. And a very special thank you goes out to Annie Clark. Not only did she encourage me to start this podcast, but she helped me stumble through my very first Zoom interview. And oh my gosh, what a nightmare. (laughs) But now I feel like I've figured it out. I'm comfortable. I know what I'm doing. And I feel like I'm ready to bring you guys an even better podcast experience. I feel like we can look back at the last 10 episodes and this special bonus episode as kind of a season one to the Degrassi Kid podcast. And today, I wanted to tell you what I have planned for the future. I want to take all of the things I've learned about making a Degrassi podcast and kick off a season two. 10 brand new episodes that are a little better than the first ones we stumbled through. And to do that, I want to take the time to learn a little bit more about you guys. What keeps you coming back? Why do you love the podcast? There's 400 of you that listen every single week, and I've only begun to scratch the surface on learning about you. And of course, I want to take some time to work on it all, getting more guests, setting up more fun episodes, and coming back with something you'll absolutely love. So to do that, I'm going to take two weeks off from posting a podcast and we're going to come back on July 16th with an even better season two of the Degrassi Kid podcast. 10 more episodes where we bring you guests, behind the scenes stories, analytical deep dives, all of your favorite parts of the Degrassi Kid podcast with a little more experience. And I'm not just going to disappear for two weeks. I love you guys. The validation you give me, oh, I need it now more than ever. And I'll actually be hanging out over on Patreon. I'm going to be asking everyone over there to help me make the podcast. Patreon subscribers are the reason I can take the time every single week to sit down and write, record, edit, and promote a podcast. And I want to thank them by involving them in the process every step of the way. I'm going to ask Patreon subscribers, who do you want to see as a guest? What kind of perks do you want as a subscriber? Do you have a topic you've always wanted to talk about with other Degrassi fans? Or hey, do you even want to be on the podcast yourself? Whatever you want. Patreon supporters will also get early access to the first episode of season two and even get to leave their questions for our first surprise guest. And as a thank you for my patrons who supported me the whole way, today they also get a special bonus episode all about them. Regular listeners will get a 15-minute preview of this week's episode, which you're listening to right now, and the rest will be exclusively available on patreon.com slash DegrassiKid to all current and future subscribers. Listeners at the Doc Cafe level will get access to this week's bonus episode and the ability to leave their mark on the next season of the Degrassi Kid podcast. On top of that, you'll get a special shout-out for the first episode of season two, and those perks are only $3 a month. The Spirit Squad level is a $5 subscription that gets you all of that, plus early access to every episode. Reach out with your social media and we'll even stay connected on every platform. 
and the highest tier is only $8 a month. The ultimate Degrassi fan gets all of the previous rewards, plus a shout out in every podcast, bonus content when we have guests on the show, and if you've listened to the podcast and thought, well, what the heck? How do these Degrassi fans keep getting on there? I, I want to be on the Degrassi Kid podcast. Well, they're subscribed to the ultimate Degrassi fan level. And you might be thinking, Jocelyn, how does subscribing to your Patreon page even help the podcast? So far, the podcast has only gotten better every single week because of you guys. You've helped me upgrade the audio equipment. And, and trust me, go back and listen to the first episode and you'll be thankful that there's a microphone now. <laughs> You've also helped me upgrade my Zoom subscription so I can actually host guests on the podcast and a monthly Canva subscription so I can make thumbnails and video promos. And my next goal is to save up for a computer chair, which I know sounds silly, but I haven't told many people about this because it is kind of embarrassing. But six months ago, I moved back in with my mom after going through a really rough financial patch, like selling my personal belongings to afford basic groceries kind of financial patch. At one point, I even sold some of my Degrassi stuff so I could pay my bills, which if you know me, that's like a, like the last, last, last resort I would ever go to. Then, of course, during my move, my computer chair broke. And in terms of priorities, I mean, a comfortable chair or paying off my debt and being able to feed myself, I chose the latter, of course. So this whole time, I've been writing, recording, and editing this podcast on a flimsy Walmart tote. And I do not share this for pity. Trust me, this does not feel good. But I do share that to let you know that, like, truly a $3 subscription goes a long way for me to make sure the basics are covered in the podcast. Even a $20 Zoom subscription so I could have guests like Sam and Annie and Degrassi fans... I couldn't have done that if I didn't have a Patreon. And my goal is someday soon, I'll actually have a chair to sit on because I hate this Walmart tote with a passion. <laughs> but one of the reasons I haven't opened up much about that is because I am so lucky that you guys care enough to support me at all. I love what I'm doing. And even if a handful of you tuned in and listened to my noisy, echoey podcast right from my Walmart tote, I'd still be having the time of my life. So for that reason, I want to show you how much I appreciate you guys and give you control of this special bonus episode. If you were subscribed to my Patreon, you would have gotten a notification letting you know that I was doing this exclusive podcast and everyone got to leave their own questions and comments. This episode is all about you and what you want to talk about. So let's dive into your comments on this special bonus episode of the Degrassi Kid Podcast. Some really fun comments and questions came in this week. Randy sent in a fan theory about the kids at Degrassi Street. Brittany wants to know what I would do if I could create my own Degrassi character. And Dave wants to talk about problematic characters with redemptive story arcs like Holly J. Sinclair. And I absolutely love it. You guys blew me away with the kind of questions you were asking. We're going to hear even more questions from Stevie, Degrassi CSI, Wilson, Rebecca, and Brooke, all supporters of the Patreon. And on the bonus episode, I'm going to answer my top five frequently asked questions like who have I met from the cast? Were any of them kind of an asshole? And <laughs> what's the best season of Degrassi? And guys, today's all about having a fun time. I'm going to open up Patreon, read the questions, and then just tell you my answers. No research, no outline, just a good fan chat. So let's dive into our first question from Rebecca Wan. Rebecca just joined the Patreon as an ultimate Degrassi fan this week. So thank you so much, Rebecca. She's also in love with Annie Clark. So we love that. But Rebecca wants to talk about the size of the Degrassi cast. She says, I feel like there was always some storylines or characters I would have loved to go more in depth, but it just never got there. There's always so many side plots that I would often forget about when I was watching it on TV in the 2000s because they just wouldn't be mentioned again. And I totally agree, Rebecca. I, I think with such a large ensemble cast, it can dilute the amount of story each character can really get into. 
But I think those forgettable moments you're talking about is because the format was different in the 2000s. And I just want to say, I just mean this generally, and like all of this is just my opinion as a longtime Degrassi fan. But in the 2000s, you were dealing with a weekly episode that came out on TV at a specific time. And if you wanted to watch it again, well, hopefully it would be syndicated and you could catch reruns. But because of that, I find the earlier seasons of Degrassi are very episodic, very topic-based. When I think of early Degrassi seasons, I think of Marco's coming out episode, Manny's abortion episode, Paige's assault, the school shooting big moments that were standalone to one specific episode. They were mentioned more than once, of course, but their stories had these big standout moments you could pinpoint and identify. And usually the B plot or the C plot would be a very lighthearted story for comedic relief from these big, heavy moments, which means you tend to get some throwaway stories in there. For example, in Manny's abortion episode, one of the B-plots is Toby hacks into the school system and changes Jimmy's grade because Toby's a computer nerd and he wants a popular student like Jimmy Brooks to like him. But Toby accidentally changes it to 8,888% and they get caught. Now, it's funny against the tragedy of Manny's abortion and it does get them into detention, which later has an effect on a later episode. But overall, if you missed this story, if you didn't catch it on TV, it wouldn't be a big deal. And most people did miss the story because Manny's abortion episode was banned and no one batted an eye at these missing B-plots. That's why it could seem like some moments didn't really matter. This moment does come back into play later during the school shooting episode because Jimmy and Toby don't like each other and Toby's best friends with the school shooter Rick. But you don't need the context of this B-plot moment to understand that they don't like each other in that episode. And then with season 10, if you remember, the episodes were airing every day in the summer. It was called a telenovela format. Think like Days of Our Lives or Passions where there's a new episode every day. But it was kind of in that middle transition of binge watching. You were getting new content every single day and you could watch it again online anytime you wanted. So because the format changed, the stories needed to change. Now we had a focus on character arcs. Fiona's coming out was the entirety of season 10. And Maya's mental health, for example, was a series-long journey because of binge-watching on Netflix with Degrassi Next Class. So that's my really long-winded perspective on why it felt like such a big ensemble cast was getting left behind in the 2000s. So thank you for your comment, Rebecca. And I think that perfectly segues us into the next question from Brooke Griffiths. Brooke joined at the Doc Cafe tier to support the podcast. And Brooke told me she's visiting Toronto this week. And after listening to my podcast, she's very excited to go see the Bruce Mackey Park on Degrassi Street. So thank you, Brooke. That's amazing. And her question is, do you think Alex getting away with a school shooting situation helped or hurt her from growing? And for some context, Rick is a character who was severely bullied. Rick won an award and he was standing alone on the stage while his entire school class for him and he was feeling very proud of himself but Alex was the student council vice president and this is important because she had access to keys and she could move around the school without any questions being asked so she worked with Spinner and Jay and they set up a pulley system that would dump paint and feathers all over Rick while everybody just watched in stunned silence but they made it seem like Jimmy did it. So that's actually how Drake became wheelchair Jimmy because Rick was upset and he brought a gun to school and he shot Jimmy. So Spinner ended up confessing and he and Jay got expelled, but Alex did not get in trouble. Instead, she actually had a better time at Degrassi than she did before the shooting. She started dating a popular girl. She actually went on to graduate. But my answer is, I think she should have faced the consequences for sure. I think she would have grown more in the long run. 
But to be honest, I think where her character was homophobic and getting into fights and her boyfriend was running around giving everyone gonorrhea, I think if Alex was expelled, she would have been written off the show. It made sense for Spinner to stay on the show outside of Degrassi because we knew he was a good guy. He was there for the whole season as a main character. We were rooting for him and we wanted to see his redemption arc. And with Jay, he wasn't at Degrassi anymore, but he was still pushing those right buttons. You know what I mean? He sells drugs to JT who overdoses. He sabotages Spinner's relationship with Darcy. Jay's role was to continue to be that bad character that ruined everything he touched. And I think we needed that. We needed Spinner to keep failing. We needed this guy to still mess things up when he didn't even go to the school anymore. But I don't think we would have needed Alex in the same way. She wasn't really close to anyone. She wasn't the person you'd go to for anything. She was built around Jay and Spinner at the time. So I think for her growth as a character, she needed to be able to walk away from it. And I think the story is really about how warning signs go unnoticed. I mean, the principal told Rick to get over it after he was thrown into a dumpster, had hate messages left on his locker, and had a school-wide campaign against him to kick him out of Degrassi. And the principal said, get over it. I mean, it makes sense that a thorough investigation wasn't done, that nobody asked, well, how did they get around the school to do this? Who had the keys? So I think it makes sense why she never faced any consequences. I think it's realistic and exemplifies how these huge issues go unresolved. And I think her character needed to be able to move on, or honestly, I think she'd be written off. And that's what I think. And is this fun? Do you like this? <laughs> this is what's this is what it's like when I go live on TikTok. Someone asks one question and I just go on and on and on and on. But sometimes people like it. So if you're having fun, the rest of the podcast will be uploaded to patreon.com slash Degrassi Kid to any subscription level. I'll be answering even more questions about Degrassi, my experience meeting the cast, and telling you guys a bit about my plan for the next season of the Degrassi Kid podcast. And look, if you aren't interested in Patreon or aren't in a place to sign up, I get it. I don't think I could even sign up to anyone's Patreon you're on right now. It is absolutely no worries. And I still want to say a big thank you. You guys tag me in your Insta stories. You reach out on Twitter. Some of you have migrated here from TikTok. Your love and support is a huge motivator to plop my butt down on this god awful Walmart tote and feel encouraged to talk about my favorite thing in the world. And there's no monetary value that could replace that feeling. But for now, thank you for listening to my podcast. And if I don't see you on Patreon, I'll see you in two weeks. Thanks, guys. Thank you.